Welcome to Content with Character, the weekly podcast that'll give you the momentum you need to create content with more ease, clarity, and laughter. I'm your host, content copywriter Emily Aborn, and I'm all about unconventional marketing approaches. I believe in your big ideas, and I'm excited to help you share them in a way that's distinctly you. When I was a little kid, my parents had a bookshelf full of personality books, parenting books, and relationship books, and I was a little bit of an odd child, so I enjoyed digging into these people-focused books and figuring out who I was as well as who everybody else in my life was. One of these books that caught my fancy was The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, and in this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can actually use your love language in your content and tap into the wisdom of all the love languages to create and connect more. Hi, welcome back to the Content with Character podcast. I'm so excited for this one. I mean, I'm excited for every episode. I'm really excited for all the stuff I have in store for you right now. And uh, this month, I'm kind of using it as this opportunity for us when I'm recording this. When I'm sharing this, it's January 2024. So I'm kind of using this month as an opportunity for us to unwind from all the weirdness, don't really know how else to say it, all the weirdness of last year, uh, of last month, kind of as a little holiday vortexy towards the end of the year there. And um, I really hope that this gives you some an opportunity to unwind with me, have some fun, also learn about new ways that we might show up as our ourselves in our content. And maybe even pour a little bit more love and connection in there too, right? Um, okay, a little backstory about the episode and where the idea came from. I like to always give you a little backstory. So I have a friend, Lisa Zarotny. She's host of the Positively Living podcast and a productivity coach. And I'll make sure to include a link in the show notes to her podcast because it's a fantastic podcast. Some of you may know Lisa. Uh, She's been on my other podcast, my She Built This podcast, quite a few times. Very, very good friend of mine. Well, Lisa talks a lot about using the five love languages for yourself in your workday, in being more productive. Also, she invites us to see how actually understanding other people's love languages can increase efficiency in our lives because basically rather than spending all of this time and energy trying to figure out what will make them feel loved, we kind of have like a fast track to understanding what makes them feel best, what makes them feel loved. So it's a great way to increase your efficiency throughout your life. And I don't mean that in a cold way. I actually mean it in the best possible way of just like seeing people for who they are and like really honing in on what makes them feel seen, what makes them feel special. So it's a topic that endlessly fascinates me. And specifically around this topic, I wanted to have a a bigger conversation. So I decided to invite Lisa back onto my other podcast. I mean, this must be her fourth or fifth time at this point, but she's coming back onto the She Built This podcast for a conversation in January. So stay tuned for that. I'll definitely share with you on this show when it comes out because that's where Lisa and I are going to get into how the love languages can help us as business owners, as collaborators, and as people who just want to be maybe better partners or friends or uh, family members. So 
inspired by my idea of having Lisa on my other podcast. As I always say, ideas beget more ideas. Motivation begets more motivation. And inspiration begets more inspiration. And that's exactly what happened when I got the idea for having Lisa on that show. I said to myself, oh my gosh, this is another idea. I really would love to do this on the Content with Character podcast. I want to do this here on this show too. And specifically how I'm going to do it is I want to talk about bringing your love language into the content creation process, sharing your love language in your love language, but also recognizing other people's as well so that you can spread your message even more effectively and also really speak directly to individuals by understanding how other people receive love. It's going to be fun. I know. I know. I'm always coming up with fun over here. Okay. If you are unfamiliar with me, maybe this is your first time listening. Maybe you just have no idea who I am and you've been listening, but you always skip this part. Listen in. Listen close. I'm Emily Aborn. I'm a content copywriter and my love language is, uh, well, I'll get into that in this episode, but my love language is really helping business owners clearly with what they want to say and how they share their message, how they share their vision, how they share their business and their expertise in the world. I love helping what like unlock what makes you you and then bring out those gifts and those talents. And when I'm not sitting up here in my office recording podcasts or writing website copy, I'm usually outside in the woods with my dog Clyde or taking a friend with uh, taking a friend, taking a walk with our BFFs. We both we both have a BFF dog and human that come together as well. It's very exciting. Um, I also love reading books. I love reading probably about as much as I like listening to podcasts, probably as much as I like to write. So all of those three things, four things are things that I can be found doing. That's your fun fact for the day. Okay, now if you are unfamiliar with the love languages. I'm going to describe what they are, also give credit to who came up with them, definitely not my own unique idea, and I'll share my own personal sort of fascination with them as well. The author of the book, The Five Love Languages, is Gary Chapman. You may have heard of him. You may have heard of this book. It's a very popular book. Now, when I was a little girl, my parents, they had this bookshelf full of like personality books, parenting books, relationship books. Uh, growing up, my parents were pastors. And so they also had some of those kind of like more religious reads or more, uh, you know, pastory kind of things, pastor books. Um, but I was not drawn to those at all. I was drawn to the ones that revolved around kind of like psychology, sociology, uh, the, the, the interaction of human beings, like the Five Love Languages was actually one of the first books I read as a young kid. And I've just always really been big into personality, learning about people. Um, I loved seeing how I fit into the said picture, the big picture, and who else in my life feels and experiences what, because I really like understanding those different perspectives and what makes people tick. So I picked up this book, and between you and me, when I read it, I was like, I, I think I might have a problem because they're all my love language. I, I just love love. I mean, I really love love. That is the truth. 
But as I kept going through the book, I did find one or two that really, really kind of like jumped out at me and described me and how I like to give love and also how I like to receive love. So we'll get into that as we go through the episode if I'm feeling, uh, if I'm feeling like sharing. Just kidding. I'm always feeling like sharing with you. Okay. So if you've never heard of them before, you're probably wondering like, what are the five love languages? In a nutshell, the five love languages describe five ways that people typically receive and also express love in their relationships. And I believe, though I'm not going to bother to fact check this, I believe it started as like sort of like something that you could use in your intimate relationships, but it really could be any relationship that you find yourself in. Friendship, family, intimate, uh, even business relationships. So the five ways are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving or giving gifts. Now, obviously, we all probably have some of these in different ways. Probably some of them, quote unquote, it depends, right? Like that is probably my favorite thing to say. Like it depends on the person. But this really, you you most likely have a primary way that you do feel and also give love in your relationships. And here's the fun part, and this is why I'm talking about it on a Marketing and Visibility podcast. You may also find yourself expressing love through your content in the way of your primary love language. And you may also find yourself feeling or not feeling the love back if you're not receiving it in your primary love language. So I'm going to define them so that you can pick out what you think yours is or what yours most is. And then I'll get into how to weave them into our sort of copy and our marketing material. Let's start with words of affirmation. If your primary love language is words of affirmation, you might appreciate verbal and written forms of encouragement. This is stuff like uh, compliments, appreciation. It could be as simple as I love you to something a little bit more specific about what somebody admires in you. I am a big fan of when somebody pulls out something very, very specific, a minute detail uh, about something they appreciate or admire in me in your content. This might look like positive affirmations, like some of the general ones, like, you got this, I believe in you, you can do it, you're beautiful. Um, And so if you tend to give love in this way, as a content creator and in your marketing, you're going to sort of find yourself emphasizing the power of words and the positivity in your words to make people feel loved, to make people feel better. And you'll probably infuse it in what you share. On the receiving end, you're really going to like it when people tell you you're doing a great job or that they loved something that you created or maybe that they love you or they're a big fan of yours or they cheer you on. The next one is quality time. And quality time is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, It's quality time. But don't be fooled. It's more than just like hanging out or being in the same space as someone. It's really engaging with them. And I think actually, because this is top of my list as well. Uh, I think it's really giving them your presence and attention. So it's like that uninterrupted time with a loved one. 
showing them that they are important and they matter to you. And there might be different ways to do that. It might actually be in the compliment that you chose. Uh, It's really showing that they know you deeply and have spent quality time with you. It might be in the gifts that you choose. It actually is a lot of time and intention put into the gift. So if you like receiving this, It might be your favorite thing when your partner comes home at the end of the day and the two of you kind of just chat in the dinner and you chat in the kitchen while one person is making dinner. Or maybe you just love those times when you're sitting there playing a game together or working on a project with other people. Like that time together is so valuable for you. In your content and your marketing, This might look like showing up and being that very responsive person, that person who is really there to engage with other people. Uh, Maybe when it comes to like marketing and networking, you're sort of like, oh, I love connecting with people on Zoom calls and spending time with them, Uh, showing up to things and being there in person. Also, it might look like having people on your podcast, having one-to-one calls, being with people in the same space, co-working together. That's a great example. Um, On the receiving end, it might be really important to you when you can tell that people are really listening. They've really made time for you. They're fully present. They show up to things and they're engaging with you. That might be quite valuable. Um, You know, when you're on Zoom and you can see in somebody's glasses that they are going to other screens or they have all these other things open, that might feel really, really bad to you if you're a quality time person because you're like, I just want your time and your attention and like to know you're here with me. Okay, acts of service. This is kind of like the old uh, actions speak louder than words sort of person. On the receiving end, the acts of service person is somebody that really likes when somebody else goes out of their way to make life easier. This might be doing chores. It might be bringing you something when you're feeling sick. It might be as simple as making your coffee in the morning, uh, picking up that item that you forgot at the grocery store on your way home, or getting your dry cleaning, or helping you fold the laundry. On the giving side, this might be the one that loves to clean and tidy or be the one to, you know, drop the kids off to school to make their partner's life easier or make the lunches or help contribute to the lunches, bring in a load of firewood to keep the house toasty and warm. Doing things or having things done for you makes you feel seen, understood, and appreciated. And as a content creator, this might show up in solving problems, like like actually getting your hands in there and solving problems or helping your audience address their needs. In the rest of business, it might actually look like, you know, you being the one to be behind the scenes, setting up an event, setting up for an event, or physically being the person to do the things that your client needs help with. And sometimes I think the acts of service, I want to say one more thing about that. I think sometimes this is not in like a look at me, look at what I'm doing for you kind of way. It's in a just a really like, it's in the little things. It really is the little things. It doesn't have to be some grandiose act of service. Um, Physical touch. People with physical touch as a love language, they feel most loved when 
You guessed it. They are getting little or big touches of affection. Uh, That could be hugging, holding hands, cuddling, kissing. Outside of an intimate relationship, maybe it's hugging, high-fiving, touching somebody's arm when you you talk to them, Uh, connecting with them by by just kind of like giving them that reassurance that you're there. Now, of course, this really depends on your level of relationship, but I do find that touch can be a very powerful emotional connector, very affirming, and also very warm, of course, when, again, when it's the right relationship, when it's done in the right way. Um, as a content creator, you're like, Emily, how are you going to make this one work? But it might surprise you, but you can do this. You can do this too. You can make people feel these little touches by using your words, by using descriptive language and warm, fuzzy lingo that makes them feel like when they engage with your content, oh my gosh, it's just like, being snuggled up in a warm blanket or given a big hug. I mean, you really can make people feel like that actually in your content. Gifts, last but not least. Some of you, this is definitely last. Actually, a lot of people I talk to say that gifts gifts is last on their list. It's so fascinating. Um, I wonder how many people actually that's the truth for. Giving gifts can be, it could be a visual uh, like a symbol of your love, but it might also just be like, oh, I was thinking of you and you just love getting people those meaningful, thoughtful gifts. Like you thought about it, you reflected on it, you deliberately chose it. Maybe it is even symbolic in some way. People who like receiving gifts, it helps them to feel seen. It helps give this physical reminder that they are loved, that they are understood, that they are seen. People who like giving gifts, this is my mom. She is the best gift giver in the world. And it makes her so excited. She almost cannot keep the surprise. Actually, she cannot keep the surprise of the gifts that she purchases. She delights in picking out that perfect something that makes you feel seen and that you matter. And in your content and your marketing, This is something I think that we are sort of told as entrepreneurs that we all need to create, but I mean, we don't. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but this giving gifts might look like offering resources, uh, freebies, incentives, and my brain is actually, as I'm, as I'm processing this, it's, it's jumping back to Jessica Leff of Parker Mountain Comfort Wraps. She did this in a networking setting. So she and I connected this past fall at a conference. And Jessica has, she doesn't just give out business cards. She gives business cards with a little lavender scented heart shaped like anxiety fidget. So you can see how, I just want to use that as an example because you can see how even in like networking situations, which technically is a piece of our marketing pie, right? You can see how being a gift giver might actually show up. Um, okay, now I'm sure you're like, Emily, all we care about, all I care about, I'm just dying to know which one yours is. No, I'm just kidding. That's obviously not all you care about. We're going to talk about how to weave them into your content, but I will tell you mine. Um, like I said, I am fairly sure I have all the love language. <laughs> like I just love love. I love feeling love and I love giving love. Um, it of course for me depends on the level of our relationship, you know, also the fa- phase of the moon, whether or not uh 
mercury is in the microwave. But really, I I think when I've taken these tests and these quizzes and read the book, I get kind of like three top, top ones, okay? So words of affirmation. I really love when someone tells me that they think I'm the bee's knees, but they're not just like blowing smoke up my butt. Like I really like when it's like intentional, thoughtful, maybe pulls out some random detail about me that they that they like. Um, quality time with the right people, with my people, my people. I love quality time. There is absolutely nothing that can replace that for me. Um, and then also physical touch. And uh, again, that is obviously the right people, but it really is meaningful to me when a friend even just like puts their their hand on my shoulder when they're talking to me. Like that is just very, I don't know, it just gives me this sense of like, oh my gosh, they're, they're here for me and they love me. So I love hugs and cuddles and foot rubs and all the things, but obviously not from friends and not <laughs> from a business perspective. Um, and then like when it comes to gifts, I like gifts, but uh, they have to be extremely thoughtful, extremely apropos, and they also have to not make me feel guilty. So like gifts is a complicated one. It's just hard. You know what I mean? Um, and then acts of service, I I think I like to do acts of service to help other people because it's my I think it's also my way of like giving quality time and then getting those words of affirmation when they're like thank you thank you so much that was so so helpful I really think that is it for me um but like as far as like actually one that like brings me the most joy it's it's kind of down on my list but some of that I also want to like as I'm talking these through I want you to be thinking of them for yourself too because I think that when I think of acts of service I really don't like putting somebody out and I don't like asking for help. I really cannot stand asking for help and receiving help. So I think that plays a role too. So when it comes to giving and receiving, my main love languages, um, I would be a words of affirmation, quality time, and physical touch. When it comes to how I like to give quality time, I would say I am actually mostly words of affirmation and gifts. I think sometimes... I I would love to be able to be like, you know what, it's quality time 100%. But sometimes I get so caught up in the planning of the quality time or the thinking about the quality time. And then I forget to actually be present. And then henceforth, the quality time, part of the quality time gets a little muted. So I need to work on that and being very intentional and not distracted for others around me. So that's kind of a work in progress. But I wanted to talk all those out in that full way because I wanted it to kind of guide you in how you might think about what yours is. And I would love to know if you decide what yours is, if you have like maybe a top one and then maybe even a top three Do you feel like it's a little different when you're giving versus receiving? So those are my questions for you. And then real quick, we're just going to wrap up with some ideas I had around how to infuse more of it in your content and marketing strategy. Because I think we can actually use all five of these in our content and marketing. I think we can kind of like speak to different people in different places where they're at by using all of these. Like, And you can just pick which ones feel reasonable and feasible for you. But I'm going to give you a couple ideas for each as well as like maybe an encouragement to sort of experiment and see what feels good. Feel, see what feels good in your content. See what feels good in your client processes, in your marketing efforts. Check it out. 
and try it for yourself. Okay, so, oh, I also want to be sure to say, um, there will be extensive show notes for this episode because I don't want you to have to be like jotting all of this down. So I made sure to include like a blog sort of format to go with this episode so you can get those extensive show notes. So here we go. Three ideas for each, okay? Words of affirmation. Um, With words of affirmation, as a content creator, you're going to want to use positive, affirming language. Tell people what you love about them, why you think they're great. When it comes to your collaborations, you're going to want to do this. Like, so what did you love about that podcast guest? Um, What did you love about the collaborator you were collaborating with or your clients or the connections you're making? Another way to do this is to write uh, thank you cards to your clients, collaborators, and connectors. And I, when you do this, I want you to really tap into those words of affirmation, see them, and then reflect that back to them. See the gifts and the strengths in them and reflect that back to them. Also, I think engaging and interacting is a great way to give words of affirmation. And I'm talking about like on other people's content. Um, also, When you show somebody themselves, like when you mirror them and kind of like let them know that they're okay, that's another great way to include words of affirmation. Like you're not broken, you're okay, you're great, you got this. Um, That's a great way to infuse words of affirmation into your content and marketing. Okay, quality time, three tips. When you are showing quality time, when you are giving quality time, show up present. When you sit down to create something, be present. When you step foot into a networking event or collaboration setting, decide you are showing up fully. You're going to be present. Um, This also comes down to, I think, like not over scheduling ourselves. So making sure that you carve out enough time on either end of a conversation, whether it be a client call, whether it be a meeting. And remember, I said this is the one I think that is mine to receive, but I need to work on it when I when I give it because I, I am guilty of this. I don't always carve out enough time on either side of the conversation and then I'm rushed and then I'm not giving that quality time. Another way to do this is to not take up people's time or waste people's time. Oh my goodness. So that's very practical, but just thinking like, okay, I want to show up fully and give them the time that we both committed to and then let them go on their business. So that that also comes down to like being relevant, uh, speaking their language, um, seeing their their pain and their struggle, avoiding complex jargon and confusing language in your content. Stick to the point, get to the point quickly. And even reminding people that you value and appreciate your time. So this podcast is a great example of that. I went kind of long last week, but I do really value and appreciate your time. And I try to be extremely, like I try to like stick to things for the most part. I know I go off piece a little, but I try to stick to things in my episodes so that we can keep it as concise as possible because I really, really value your time. I so value you giving me your time, like crazy value it. Um, okay, we got to move on quick because now I've, I've spent too much time talking about quality time. Acts of service. For some of you, this might actually be like your job description. So 
with acts of service, you might be a service provider. You might be taking something off somebody's plate. That might be booking someone's travel, writing their website copy, doing something for them to help. And I think another way to do this is to focus on, in your content and in your marketing, focusing on how things are going to benefit the person on the other side. So like really keeping it like other focused and how it's going to benefit them. I think is another way to exhibit acts of service in your marketing. Um, also physically helping people. And I mean like physically helping them. Whether you know somebody just broke their arm and needs a, a helping hand around the house or you know that they need help setting up for an event or, you know, running some of the behind the scenes stuff like actually physically helping people in your network and being the person that 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 goes to them when they need a little extra support. Physical touch. I know that this one probably feels like hardest for marketing and content creation. So if you're the touchy-feely type, if this is your love language, I'm sorry for you. But to reassure you, you can bring the sense of physical touch into your copy. You can. It can feel, it can create that warm, fuzzy feeling of being hugged, deeply cared for, nurtured. Your content, your copy can actually help people to feel relaxed, more at ease, and calmer. I mean, it really can. So when you're out there networking, and if it's appropriate, the other way to bring physical touch into your marketing is to touch someone's arm or give them a proper handshake. This is when you have the invitation or the okay to be a part of their personal space, to give them handshakes, to touch their arm. Uh, I repeat, do not <laughs> invade people's personal space when uninvited. Another way to show physical touch in your marketing, in your connecting, when you're on camera with people or when you're making reels or videos for your own content, let people see your hands as you speak. I know you're kind of like weird, but really showing your hands when you speak, especially if you're a person who uses your hands when you talk, it gives this sense of more physical warmth. And it also helps to make people feel a little bit more like they're actually in your presence rather than virtually. So it's kind of like a subconscious thing, uh, but it's a really good tip for a person who loves to give physical touch as a love language. And if you were, if you like to receive it, just pay attention. When you see people's hands, do you feel a little more seen, heard, understood, connected? Um, okay, lastly, gifts. This is going to kind of be a no-brainer, but one way I really love giving gifts is to do client gifting and having either some sort of system in place where you give the same gift to every client, or maybe you're picking things out for different people. Um gifting when you meet somebody at a networking event and like they say that one thing, it just stands out to you and you get them this really thoughtful gift, right? Also for collaborators, also giving swag bags or gifts at an event, like gifts, 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 gifts galore. It's a it's a really great piece of your marketing pie and incorporating that love language in can go a long way and really make people remember you. Um, and then in your like just sort of overall content, freebies, giveaways, uh, 
extended show notes is a little bit of a gift. Like I kind of try to make sure that those are real value packed. Also, you are the gift. So highlight the gift that you're giving in helping others with what you do. All right. Can you speak to all different love language types? I think that you can. I think that if you start to say, oh, I'm going to infuse a couple more elements into my content creation, into my marketing, a couple more of these that even maybe are outside my comfort zone, um, I think that you can speak to all the different types of love languages by using some of these tips. So what I want to encourage you is to maybe choose one example from each of the five and give it a whirl. The best love language, in my opinion, is the one that speaks directly to someone else's heart. Because when you do that, you save yourself this whole time on the on the connecting to them. Like there's a very long bridge that is between them and us. And we can kind of like, whoop, shorten the bridge if we know how to speak to their heart, how to connect with them using their love language. So experiment a little bit and, and play with a little bit and see what feels most natural to you. Which ones do you kind of want to run for the hills when you try to do it? And is there another way that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable? And maybe some of that way is to get a little help from friends or to outsource it, right? To make it a little bit more effective. So uh, relatively short and sweet episode. I mean, I tried. I do value your time extremely. And I love to hear any ahas or takeaways you had, or if you even just thought this was fun and insightful. I love to know. I would also like to know your love language. And if you want to send me a little love language gift, uh, I would encourage you to write me a review for the podcast on Apple or Spotify. uh, Or if you can find it another way, I welcome that too. And uh, that, that is the key to my heart, acts of service, words of affirmation, the few seconds of quality time it took you to write the review, and a gift. Wow. <laughs> there you go. It's so simple. You just have to use four out of the five and you'll have won me over. Just kidding. Okay. I will chat with you next week. And guess what we're talking about next week? We are going to delve into the world of procrastination. And we're going to talk about the many flavors of procrastination and then start to kind of help you overcome whichever one is yours. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Content with Character. If you loved the episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, and share it with someone else you know it could help. For more content and visibility tips, visit my blog at emilyaborn.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at emilyaborn. I'd love to hear how this inspired you to take action. 